0: When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B.
1: Welcome, this is Wendy B, and I'm a life coach. And I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. And What makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they've become regardless of those circumstances sometimes it's the little acts of kindness they bestow on people one act of kindness at a time i believe that most of us have the ability to thrive not just survive my intention is to cause curiosity excitement to thought provoke to cause people to alter their thinking, alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise. And living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help People of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. Are you excited? This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom, is having freedom and power. When our circumstances are ugh, this podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? You know, life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? And I've shared with you guys throughout the podcast that I'm an Al-Anon member. I've been an Al-Anon non-members. It's 1979. It's a 12-step program for people whose families have been, or whose lives have been affected by someone else's drinking or other addictions. And uh, our topic the other day was, um, our topic was Martism. So I'm just going to read from um, the One Day at a Time in Al-Anon. It's our little blue book. And I'm going to read a couple of things. And what, it says, When will I realize that I need not permit the alcoholic behavior to confuse my life and destroy my peace of mind? When will I learn there is no compulsion um, in, in law or ethics that forces me to accept humiliation, uncertainty, and despair? Have I perhaps accepted it because I have an unconscious desire for martism? you know or mat- martism yeah do i secretly relish feeling sorry for myself and want sympathy from others i've really got to look at that you know i have a right to free myself from any situation that interferes with my having a decent life and a pleasant experiences every human being is entitled to live without fear uncertainty discomfort i should take a firm stand and hold fast To what ever decision I make to help not only myself and my family, but the suffering alcoholic, as well as constant wavering, can only hinder me from breaking out of my present thinking patterns. God, guide me to make the right decisions and give me the fortitude to cling to it against all pressures, all persuasions. And you know, and I I I have um lived um a lot of my life in situations that were would be intolerable to others and I I saw that I did that uh you know, I had a some sub, subconscious desire for martism You know, I I I felt I and and it even goes deeper than that. I I wanted to belong. So, um, uh, the other uh, one is uh, 155 on page 155 it says philosophers clear back to the ancient Greeks have always made much of the idea of correcting bad habits by daily practice of good ones in al we make much of this too we learn we cannot go on functioning as we have been impulsively and automatically if we hope to improve our lives If we really do want peace of mind, the first thing to realize is that it does not depend on conditions outside me, outside us, but those inside us. An honest search of our own motives uh, may show that we relish our martyrdom or that we fear subconsciously that we deserve it. When we find the causes of our distress and frustration, we can establish corrective habits to overcome them. Today's reminder, a program of self-recognition and self-change reads easy and does hard. Many failures come from trying to do too much too fast, and from expecting results overnight. I will search out just one fault, one bad habit, and work to eliminate that. As I observe the changes this effort brings about in my outside circumstances, I will find the courage to keep on changing myself for the better. It is no easy thing for a principal to become a man's own un- unless each day he maintain it and work it out in his life. So, you know, I was looking at, you know, um, I, I've been in, uh, you know, three uh, serious relationships in, um, in 40 years. And um, one I stayed in for 25 years, almost 25 years, 23 years. And I was looking at... Um, that you know because in that um in that 155 was it 155 or 13 let's see i have a right to free myself from any situation that interferes with me having a decent life and a pleasant experience every human being is entitled to live without fear uncertainty and discomfort and i kept picking relationships that brought uncertainty fear and discomfort you know and and I, I was like, like, why, you know, I can't blame the people I picked. I, I it, You know, uh, that doesn't do me any good. It, it, the common denominator is I was there. And, um, and And in this page on 155, it says, if we really do want peace of mind, the first thing to realize is that it does not depend on conditions outside us, but those inside us. An honest search of our own motives may show that we relish our martyrdom or that we fear subconsciously that we deserve it. When we find the causes of our distress and frustration, we can establish corrective habits to overcome them. And I just discovered recently that my, you know, when I was two and, uh, you know, put in the foster homes and it kept being put in different homes and in and out of my parents' home, I... Um, established um, a feeling of not belonging. Like I was always trying to belong, and um, and I never fit in. Even to this day, I don't fit in with my uh, original family. Um, I'm not invited to weddings, um, not because uh, I act out or act bad. It just it's a pattern in the family that was established years ago um, my, with my dad. Um, uh, you know I spoke out and told people what was going on and he had a fear that uh, people would really discover what's going on so it was easy to uh, make me the scapegoat and um, and it became a pattern with the siblings um, and even my twin brother uh, to this day will lash out at me like I'm not worthy and I've I, I was looking at that it t- it takes you know it took um, my daughter lashing out at me inappropriately and my brother this year and and mix it all together with what i was dealing with getting my divorce and it was like wow i have tolerated the intolerable because i wanted to belong Um, and it was based on false reality there was no reality I just didn't belong, and I I think we yearn, like, you know, that's what human beings, we, we, we yearn to belong, so I'm, I'm, I'm setting myself free and really looking at my motives, if I have any relationship where there's a lot of difficulty in it, Um, not that I can't learn from the difficulty, but it's like, am I staying in this relationship to, uh, feel like I belong or to look good or whatever it is. Oh, I can say I know so-and-so and I'm being treated inappropriately. So um, I it was a, a really big discovery. It set me free because I, I'm going to have some conversations with my twin and my daughter and, uh, and I'm going to enroll them in I'm um, creating a future worth living into. Uh, the future I'm living into is that people love and adore me and it isn't that people can't tell me um, you know that they have a problem with me or that um, they're angry with me absolutely but they need to have a conversation with me with a commitment to resolving it and not to ongoingly hold me hostage and make me wrong every time they see me they need to have closure about whatever it is. I'm not saying I haven't made mistakes. I've probably made a ton. But this has really freed me up that, you know, they, you know, I think I'll do more than one podcast on martism, but it's like, wow, um, uh, I, I am starting to become free. And it's taken a long time. So in closing, we're exploring how to thrive, whether we are 10 or 110. Where are you being a martyr? Where... Are you going, Well, if you love me, you know, look at all the things I've done. I know when my um my daughter uh had a, a blowout with me um a few weeks ago, it was like right away in my head, I didn't speak, it was like, Look at all I've done for you and you can speak to me this way. But but I've trained her. I've trained the people around me to speak me a particular way. And that's, you know, I I deal with that all the time. I have to, I've never seen it to to the extent that I'm seeing it now. And it's because I wanted to belong. So I I stepped over and tolerated certain behaviors. So, you know, what new action could you take right now that could make a difference and stop having you be a martyr? You know, where could you give up, up? being right, where could you look at, what motive have you got, you know, what are you? what's the payoff to stay in this relationship, or to keep the complaint going, or keep the martism going, and come from this question, what, you know, what are you committed to? And then, if you took actions from what you were committed to, what, if you took new actions from that commitment, what could become available? What are your habitual patterns that have you not thrive? Do you tolerate uh, people uh, being angry with you and blaming you and never with a, a commitment to resolving anything? What do you get out of that? You know, I don't know where, but take a look at what are your habitual patterns that stop you? What areas in your life do you want to be more effective? What areas do you want to thrive in? Well... What did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast. and rate it a number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. I'd love to hear from you. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your frustrations and your goals. I will give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes or the uh, provider that they're using. Act fast. Just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. Thanks for listening and keep a thriving.
0: Thank you for listening to thrivingat60.com with Wendy B